At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon, and usually we might play the Masters theme music right about now. It's Monday morning, you're waking up. If typically you would be heading to work, your mind would be elsewhere. It would be in Augusta preparing for golf fans' top two or three favorite week of the year. I understand that. I am the exact same way. I was supposed to be flying to Augusta on Monday and had some things to do and was going to go out to the tournament. And really, just a, it's a part of my year that is extremely special. While I'm not broadcasting it and it's not the U.S. Open, I feel like you get to see a lot of friends and you see a lot of faces and you chat with some people that you really only get a chance to chat with during that week. And of course, with everything going on, that's not going to happen. And while our thoughts are with everyone dealing with everything that we are facing currently, of course, as a golf podcast and as a golf fan, you know, we're bummed out that there's no masters. And that is what today's podcast is about. I had my friend Scott Van Pelt of ESPN, who is there covering it every single year, jump on. Normally we do this podcast and we're talking about conditions and the way the greens are playing and who's in form and can Tiger win another one and all of those questions roll out. And of course, none of that did, but it was a good conversation. It was a fun conversation. Scott is one of my favorite people in all of sports media. And uh, we went long. We, we broke down our five favorite masters ever at the end of the podcast. So stick around for that. And just simply a couple guys talking about something that they're going to miss that's a big part of their lives, and that is the Masters Tournament at Augusta National, and that is what today is. So just hoping everybody's out there staying safe and smart and healthy and following guidelines and protocol. I am doing that. We're hunkered down at the house. And, uh, man, I, my hands, I, I'm washing my hands so much that they're cracking. I've got the knuckle crack going. So I've been, I've been over-lotioning the hands now because I'm overwashing the hands to stay safe. This is what happens in 2020, apparently. This is what we deal with. But 
Uh, just a reminder that I've got another podcast with Max Homa called Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, and that uh, that will roll out on Monday as well. And, of course, we will chat about Max and what he thought would be his first trip to Augusta National and his first Masters and plenty of other shenanigans that we will figure out when we figure it out. Big thanks for following and for listening and subscribing. You can follow at the Clubhouse Pod on Twitter and on Instagram, and we continually give out stuff over there, so make sure you do that. Let's get to our guest. Well, we welcome back into the Clubhouse, Scott Van Pelt. And Scott, normally this calls on a Monday. You may or may not be breaking Augusta National cell phone protocol and policy, talking to me about the week that is and excitement happening around the golf world. And uh, and yet we sit here at our respective homes across the country. And it's a bummer, man. I mean, there's so many things that are a bummer about what's happening right now, but you know, the Masters is is this thing that we have circled every single year. And, of course, now it's Masters week with no golf to be had. It's really, really difficult this, to, to not be there this week. And, I mean, I'll, I'll say this at the very beginning, and then I'm not going to say it again. Obviously, this is framed by what's going on and what is, you know, clearly more serious, and that's the health of, of, of people across the country and, people that are losing jobs. And we understand all those because two things could be true at once. We can be concerned about that. And at the same time, be really bummed out about what we would be doing in the absence of this pandemic, which is being at Augusta and enjoying this week. And it is Shane. It's my favorite week of the year. And I've been, I mean, this is my 20th year at ESPN. I've been there every single year since I've been with ESPN. And so to not be there is, I mean, odd doesn't begin to do it justice. It's just, it's, really really impossible to process frankly yeah i was gonna ask how many you've been to in a row i mean dating back to golf channel did you get to go back in the golf channel days or did all that start yeah. at espn no my first one was 97 which was a good one to make your <laughs> debut at um we showed up and uh like oh this is a this is this is how they do it here <laughs> uh that was the first one and i i missed but it wasn't at O'Mara's in 98, but I want to say, I think, I think it's been everyone but one since 97. I honestly don't remember. Um, I just know that ever since, you know, ever since the ES, I started with ESPN, I know, I know for a fact it's been all of those. So, I mean, and it's been, you know, I've been really fortunate, I think, in terms of the job descriptions there. I've kind of done every bit of it, whether it's being the on the ground reporter who's doing the interviews post round, whether it's being in, you know, uh, it used to be over at Augusta Country Club where we initially had our setup where we were doing Sports Center stuff, and then, and then obviously when Mike Tirico took the job with NBC, then I slid into the Butler Cabin and done some stuff there. So I mean, it's it's I've I've had kind of uh, I've had a great opportunity to have some of the variety of of, of covering the event. But I mean, let's be honest, whatever your job is, if you're on the grounds, just to be there for the week is just such a treat and. It's one that, as I say, it's what we look forward to all year, all year long. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really across the board. I mean, you, you said it. It is if you're in the broadcasting space this week, it's an unbelievable experience, and you cannot wait to get there. If you're a writer, it's a big week to to really kind of propel your stories on the front page, not just of the sports page, but potentially on the front page of news. If Tiger or somebody got in the hunt and had a chance to win. And I always feel like for the golfers, I mean, for the guys that are playing, all of the weeks matter, sure, but you know this one matters a lot more for the players 
especially the events they have played leading up to Augusta Nationals. So universally, it's just one of those where I, I went to my my iPhone app on Wednesday of last week and deleted Masters scheduling oh. for the week. It was it was one of those as I'm hitting delete event. I just wanted to take a moment, go for a walk, or just go sit outside in the backyard because I couldn't believe that this was actually happening. You've talked a lot about the Masters with me over the years and how important of a week it is for you personally. When you got the call the first time to go work the Masters tournament, you know, this thing circled on every golf and every sports fan's calendar. What was it like for you personally and professionally knowing now this was always going to be something you've done? Well, it's, it's, it represents something on the, as you say correctly on the calendar that you know is it's a legend maker, right? I mean, if you're Larry Mize and you're going to have one moment in your career, and he had more than one, but if you're going to have one, one moment, make it, make it on the 11th <laughs> hole against Greg Norman in your hometown. It's a good and, one. And make it, and make it an all time moment. And so going to a place like that, where you know that history is made every year, as Phil Mickelson says correctly, um, and to think that you're going to get a chance to be part of covering it, it was obviously going to be a big deal. And then it turned into something far more than that. It became truly historic as an as a newsmaking event because Tiger won it. And then getting a chance to sit down and talk to him about it after the fact, and then that interview really helped propel. You're right. What you say, I mean, you get it propelled my career. It, without him winning in '97 and having a chance to sit down with him after the fact, and him giving me the time he gave me, and being as great as he was in that interview, I don't think my my career um, rises on in the way that it did. So I mean, I was he was the tide that lifted all boats, and I was just one of those boats. So I didn't know when I got to go there, you know, that it would be that. But that's that's every bit of what it was. I remember my first Masters covering it. I was writing, I believe, for CBS Sports at the time and just arriving. And while you're on eggshells because you don't want to do anything sure. wrong to possibly lose your credential or your badge, at the same time, you know, every single year I've gone since, it is what are the Azaleas going to look at when I get there? What's the golf course going to play like? What's the new merch? I mean, there are all of these little checklists that I think are, are a little forgotten. And that's just for people that get a chance to go. What are you and, and your team planning this week in terms of quote unquote coverage of the Masters? Lookbacks on on past tournaments and, and events. What are you guys gonna do to kind of keep this theme going despite not having an actual live tournament? Well, we're gonna talk to uh, Jack. Always, I think any, any Masters list begins with Jack because he's Jack. Um, we're gonna have a conversation. I know with Bubba because we're doing primetime broadcast of events that, that are of past masters. And we're going to talk to Bubba as well. Um, and it's funny. I'm just, you think about that shot from the pines trying 10 and, and, you know, like again, a legend maker. Um, we are going to talk to Jim Nance, I believe Monday. Uh, that's the goal anyway, but I, it's, it's really dependent upon his, his schedule. And I mean, you talk about a guy that has the greatest week every year. I mean, he called the national title game on a, Monday night, you're calling the Masters champion the following <laughs> Sunday, and that would have been an easy drive from Atlanta. I mean, my heart breaks for Jim that this for for his week. Um, I, we've got some other feelers out. I, I mean, I threw it out to Tiger. It's always a matter of you know if he's got the time or if he's even um, interested. Isn't even the right word because I mean it's just it's just a matter of does he you know you want to sit down and 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 talk about 
this because I'm sure he's pumped out. You know, I mean, I think it means different things to different people, but it's all some version of the same thing, which is how much do you miss it? But it'll be, you know, primetime coverage of, of the event, you know, and I think I, I found myself watching the women's amateur over the weekend. I just, I just enjoyed, and by the way, they played great, but I just, you just want to see people hit shots on the holes. That Absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? You just want to see it. You want to, you want to more than any other golf course in the world, just seeing the, it's the only course where the course is the only event rather where the course is the star. Truly, truly the course is the star. And so, I mean, I, I guess throughout the week, we'll have the course on TV if you want to watch it. If it's too painful, I get that too. You're, you're out here deleting apps. I get it, man. <laughs> you, you just don't want to see that phone number pop up on your phone and see that, see that X's name, I guess. You just want it to be a number. And like, I don't know who that is. I'm not answering that call. <laughs> you, you brought up Tiger, and, and this was something that I was discussing with a buddy just yesterday. And you say bummer. And again, you already said it, and I'm going to say it to start this podcast. This is very, very small potatoes in terms of what's going on. But for Tiger Woods, you know, he's 44 years old. He turns 45 at the end of this year. Of course, he wins this thing last year, and it was an unreal moment. And I'm going to ask you for your five favorite Masters a little bit later. And I'm assuming 2019 is probably going to sneak in there somewhere. But for Tiger Woods, all of the things he's accomplished, all the stuff he's done in his lifetime – to miss a Masters potentially, now we don't really know what the schedule is going to be like for the rest of this year and maybe October, maybe November. Obviously, the rumors have swirled around. But for Tiger to miss a Masters, a regular Masters, is a huge letdown for the guy because he doesn't have a whole bunch of years left to go out there and possibly get another green jacket. No, you're right. And I felt the same way for Federer and for Serena with Wimbledon. And that's more definitive because that's canceled. You know, that's not postponed. That's canceled. And it's a little different, obviously, in golf. You can go, you can go longer. Um, and for Federer and Serena, it's that, that time is really getting uh, short for them. But if if you didn't have the Masters, um, then then clearly for for Tiger, you're like how many more are there where you really truly can say that he's got a legitimate shot? Um, not many. I mean, not, not 10, not maybe five. I mean, you tell me that's a lot too. That's a lot too, if we're being honest. So, um, who knows, given the fact that his back had been acting up and if, if it turned into a fall deal, maybe that actually benefits him in some way. Um, you know, of course it could be cooler than yada, yada, but, but just in the grand scheme, just the idea for anybody that whose age starts with a four, um, whose back is fused, <laughs> uh, you, you want as many, clean cracks at it as you can get and and this one is uh for the moment it's it's a question mark we don't know yeah what's been the event i'm assuming we're going to both throw the masters out because you've already said it's your favorite week of the year and i'm a little bit of a golf nerd i don't know if you knew this or not and the masters Uh, is one of my favorite couch uh couch weeks of the year or if i'm somewhere in and around augusta just one of my favorite events to be around what's been the one that has bummed you out the most and you're a guy that gets to cover everything. I mean, you talk about every single sport, high school, college, pro, everything. What's been the event that you've either already missed or is coming up that's going to be missed or possibly canceled that's really bummed you out as a sports fan? It's not close. I mean, like the Masters is different because it's so personal. Um, and, and so that's that's brutal. But the, the, as much as that week being put on pause for now, I, I'm still hopeful that, that it it's a fall deal. The NCAA tournament not being played is, is you can never reconcile that. I mean, 
I root for Maryland. I don't think that's any great closely held secret. And um, <laughs> they were they were pretty good. I mean, they want to share the Big Ten. I don't know. They'd have probably been a, I don't know, three seed, maybe a four seed, maybe a two if they won the Big Ten. Whatever it is, they were they were one of those teams that had a, a shot to get to Atlanta. And um, you know, their senior point guard is is gone. Their junior, I mean, their sophomore big man Jalen Smith, I presume, is going to go pro. So that means that that you'll never get a chance to see that team. And, and, you know, Kansas fans are going, you know, hey, we were really good. Of course, they were number one. And Michigan State fans and Gonzaga fans and, you know, Duke fans. I can keep going. There's any college team out there that that, that had a shot is thinking we could have made it to Atlanta. Um, and by the way, any of these teams could have lost in the first round too. Date, my God, they had the best year they've ever had. So, you know, that that tournament not being played is just crushing to me because it's it's my favorite three-week event of the year and um i mean it's just never going to be I, I just don't know how you ever make that make sense yeah i went to arizona scott and i think this might be the first year since maybe the year after i graduated where I was actually okay with the tournament not happening because this team was, I was going so nuts with this basketball team and program and coaching and last five minutes. And of course the tournament being canceled was, it was a massive bummer as, as a sports fan and somebody that likes to do a bracket and keep up with it for a couple of weeks. But as a personal Arizona fan, I didn't think we were going to have much of a run. I didn't think our chances were were that great to do stuff that uh, maybe some of the other teams have been talked into from experts and, and others alike. You guys are actually a fascinating case study because analytically they, they they really liked you a lot. Like there are a number of different sort of models that really would uh, really favored Arizona, and then the fact that they lost a bunch of games put them on you know, the bracketologist seed lines that were lower, which would have made for a very interesting situation because you guys might have been seeded lower than the kind of predictive models would have suggested, which might have indicated, Shane, that maybe you guys would have been ready for a run. You never know. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. You just, you don't know, and you'll never know. And that's the part that just is crushing to me is like, you'll, you, me, and none of us will ever know. And that just sucks. Yeah, well, something you did that I love, and, and something you really do with your show that I've always been impressed by and something I, I try to, you know, if this is a compliment, I try to mimic a bit, is you have always tried to spin stuff positively. I, I feel like with Bad Beats, Bad Beats is a fun segment. It highlights a negative, but I feel like you turn it into a positive because you have so much fun with it. I mean, you're laughing about it. It's a it's a bad gambling moment, but of course, it's all you can do. It, that's what I'm saying, and that's something you've done so well. One thing you did, and you asked right away about, were stories of young players that weren't going to be able to fulfill high school, college, whatever, and you wanted to highlight those players. How was that in terms of getting a chance to dive into stories that you wouldn't have followed otherwise? It's been amazing, man. It's been, it's, it, I've been really, 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 really lucky in my career. I, I, I think that's something I've shared with you through the years, just, just being grateful for all of it. And, um, Augusta's part of it. There's a lot of things that are part of it, you know, the things I get to do and I'm thankful for all of it. The, the senior night segments that we've done has been something I'll always remember as, um, the, the one positive out of this giant negative, because what had happened is we asked for people to share with us the stories of the the high school kids and teams and college kids and, and teams that had their, 
seasons just abruptly end. And I've learned about these places and these teams in small towns and Wisconsin and Indiana and Arkansas. I'm just thinking out loud. There's a girl named McKenna, and I can't think of her last name, in Arkansas, who was in the ICU as a sophomore, had this rare kidney issue, and like she's on touch and go, and then she got out of got out of the hospital, she got better. And by the time she's a senior, she's an all-state player and they're going to play for a state title. And it's like, well, all right. I never would have known that that this gal McKenna out in Arkansas is this great player who's getting ready to go to central Missouri. I want to say it is on on a basketball scholarship. Well, I I found out about her story because I asked people to share them with me. And so it's, it's lacrosse players and soccer players and baseball players and swimmers and the equestrian team at TCU and all these different people. I mean, coast to coast, man. And, and, and I've, we've tried our best to try to represent, you know, men and women, small and big, like just because the, the mosaic of, of their stories tells the story of our country and how much sports matter and how proud people are of the, the teams in their communities. And I've been, I've just been moved by it, and and I've been moved by how much it meant to them. Uh, We've heard from so many of their coaches uh, and communities that they're appreciative, that they just, um, like somebody forwarded me an article from the the Goshen something in Indiana, the (laughs) paper there, and just the the kids were saying, like, how cool it was to hear their name said on SportsCenter. And you're like, you you know what this is, that what we do. I mean, we don't take it particularly seriously, but, like, these mics are on, and people listen, and, and and, and it matters in those communities to feel like they're getting they're getting some love and they're being seen, right? And so being able to be the guy sitting there saying, hey, man, I see you out there in Indiana doing your thing and in Kentucky and Georgia and South Carolina. I could just – every state in the union, we've done something from as many as we could. And I think we're going to do it this week, and then I think we're going to stop because at some point, you know, I'm not going to get to everybody and then it becomes like when Phil stops and signs autographs and it's like, you sign for, <laughs> for as many as you can. And then the five people you don't sign for, think you suck because you didn't, you didn't sign for it. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, you're the bad guy. All of a sudden you're a bad guy. We can never get to all of them. And, and I think that we will have done by then. I don't even know uh, how many, but I, I, my hope is that what we can do is when we're done, we can kind of almost put together a list of the teams and the schools that, that have been mentioned and, and just, I don't know, put it all in one place or, or something. I don't know. I just, uh, it, just to remember it by, because when, when the bigger schools start playing again and the pros start playing again, these stories that we, that are so worthy, will will drift back to, you know, a, a place that I won't see. And, um, I've just, I've been, I've been moved by the fact that, that what we've done has mattered. And I've been, I've been grateful to be the one who got to share the stories that people shared with us. I remember when I was in, when I was younger in high school, you know, I got sports illustrated. I would read faces in the crowd. It's, it's like you brought Always. faces to TV. And I think that's been something cool. I, I got, I got a, I've got a segment idea. I'm, I was going to bring this up to you, not on the podcast, but I figure at least if I bring it up to you, on the podcast, you have to like act somewhat interested. You know what I mean? You, you've got to at least nod and, and acknowledge my my, my either. It's a lousy or, idea. I'll just blow it off. Yeah, that's it fine. Probably just, won't be. So just I'll, just skip ahead. right past. All right. So, so here's my idea. Going back to what we were talking about, being positive is something something loosely titled "Nice Gestures in Sports" or 
we can be nice sometimes. And it's basically you every night dive in for three to five minutes on a story about an athlete doing something unbelievably nice within their sport. This isn't, you know, philanthropy. This isn't going out and and starting a foundation. This is on the court. Let me give you an example, Scott. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm thinking here, okay? Are you ready for this? Because I think you're going to like it. All right. Andy Roddick. You remember Andy Roddick? He was great. Of course. Back at the 2005 Rome Masters round of 16, he was just taking it to Verdasco. He was just beating the swooshes off the guy. He's up a set. He's up a break. Andy Roddick's going to win. Linesman calls a serve in to win the match, and Roddick says, no, it was out. It was a Roddick serve. He calls it out on himself, goes on to lose the match. He wouldn't go shake hands. He said, nope, no, 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 that's not, that, was, that, was, that was not good. It was out. I'm going to be the good human being that I am. And he ends up losing that match, but that was him being a good, a good fellow, a good person uh-huh. within okay. his sport in between the lines. I'll give you another one. I got one more. It's golf related. You ready for it? Uh-huh. All right. See, you're, I, I can tell you're, you're, you're mildly interested. Mildly is you're, you're probably, what's the second Taco Bell sauce? Is it mild? Is it medium, mild or mild, medium? Um, I, I'm not, I don't go sauce there. I just eat stuff raw. I don't know. You don't, go, you don't go with Taco I, Bell I, sauce. I don't go sauces. No, no sauces. Oh, the fire. It's just... I'm an odd dude. I'm an odd eater, man. This is, <laughs> this is going to take us to a strange place from here with the, I don't need a Chick-fil-A, no sauce for the nuggets. Just eat Wow. It. What do you do with fries? I just, well, I see I'll, I'll uh, catch up at like, but I, I need a, like, like if it's, if it's like the drive through order, I don't put ketchup on them. I mean, where the hell do you put it? Well, the, the Chick-fil-A has those professional dipping ketchup packets now. Don't Correct. They? Yeah. They those do. things are they next do. level. But, uh, they do, but I just but Chick Fil A nugget is a perfectly engineered food already. There needs to be nothing put on it because all it does is interfere with the flavor of the Chick Fil A nugget. And uh, anti condiments. I, I I didn't picture you as a guy no dipping at all. Get out of my face with that. It's probably actually probably a smart thing to do right now during our current state is not dipping sauces. Yeah, right. I can't add anything is, to it. That is germ infested. All right. The other go- this is a golf related one. Ninety nine Ryder Cup, of course, craziness. Pan- you know, pandemonium on the seventeenth hole. People forget right. Payne Stewart was playing Colin Montgomery last hole. Payne Stewart walks over, picks up Monty's mark, and Payne actually lost that match one down. That was for the half, basically, and he picked the mark up and said it was good and shook his hand and said Monty had been getting you know crap all week long from the, from the American fans. But that was, again, in between the ropes, does something nice for somebody, and it cost him you know a point for his Ryder Cup. It cost Roddick a match. But that is my pitch to you. Nice gestures for athletes actually within their sport, not the stuff they do outside of it. It's like it's along the lines of that ad, that sportsmanship ad where the kid says the ball went out of bounds off the other guy and he says, no, coach, you went off me, and then they give the ball to the other team. So it's like that. I get it. I Listen, I'm, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all for anything that's positive. I, I, I'm definitely that. My, here's my question. Who is curating this? Who, who's, who's helping me find these? Because going through this this text, uh, the uh, tweet chain of these people sending in the senior night things has become like an all-encompassing job. So I'm going to have to go through the history of sports to find these moments. No, it won't, won't take you that long. It. It's just a couple nuggets. Oh, you can just get, get like a 12-piece, and you'll be good to go. Just ram right <laughs> through it, and then there you go. No sauces, not, to, right. get, not, not to get your fingers sticky on the laptop. We move on from senior night. We'll move on to these. To these. We can be nice sometimes, and then in parentheses, 
by Shane Baker. You can know. You can say. I have this idiot friend that I know, and he suggested this terrible (laughs) idea. And now I've had to scour the world of all sport in the history of sports being around. How often are you checking your phone a day still and then realize that there's no scores to look at? No, that's that's for a while it happened. But now you realize, you know, it's just every day is the same. Like somebody, my boss was saying, hey, we're probably going to do some Sundays now with this with this, uh, you know, Bulls documentary coming out, The Last Dance. I'm like, who cares? Like, weekends aren't weekends. No days. Days don't matter. Every day is the same version of the day before. <laughs> We're just trying to get from trying to get from lunch to nap, and nap to dinner, dinner to bath, and bath to bed. Just repeat. That's it. It, it is. It is wild. How so? My my. I have one son. He's ten months old, and. I just look at him at times and I think, God, he must think I am so boring because I don't do any of the stuff we used to do. You know, I don't take him out to the yeah. golf course. You know, we don't go. I, I got this hiking backpack for him. We went hiking a couple of times. Didn't last very long. He lost his mind after a few hundred yards. But it was a thought that counts. Now it's what time's the first walk? What time's the second walk? And maybe we'll be on a bike ride. And there are moments where his beautiful baby eyes will look at me. And I think, God, he must think that this is just that we are the lamest parents in the world. And I wish I could explain to him what's actually going on. Well, it'll be a hell of a story to tell when he's older. And hopefully this is, you know, something that's in our rear view. Although I really do wonder, you know, what what from our past is going to stay in our past in terms of things that no longer happen, things we don't do anymore. I really it's isn't it odd, like if you see some game where there's just people packed in side by side, you're like, well, when's that going to happen? Right. When are people going like elbow to elbow in, in you know, some tight packed stadium? Like, well, I don't know when that's happening. And when are you going to feel, I, I keep saying, when are you going to feel comfortable to be in that situation? That's the thing that I find, you know, as someone that now, you know, your mindset, at least mine week to week is changing. So the stuff I did two weeks ago, now I look back on and I go, well, that was stupid. I can't believe I did that. And of course, at the time, that was protocol. That was what we were supposed to do or that was what we were allowed to do. I will say about golf that, you know, in Arizona, you can still play golf and you social distance and you keep yourself away. And I'm not playing much, but I've played a couple of rounds. I like the leave the flag in and you don't have to help anyone else out because Golf's pretty, you know, you're pretty selfish when you play golf to begin with. And now it's when you putt out, you can go to your bag, to your push cart, to the cart that you're in alone and do your business, clean your club, do whatever you want. There's no being the nice guy on the on the putting green to help the guy out with his towel or to put the flag stick back in. It's 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 a little bit more insular, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I I I think I mean in all seriousness, like, I, I think you asked when will I feel comfortable. I'm going to feel comfortable when I think our medical community who's grinding their butts off and we're indebted to them always, but I think we're more acutely aware of it right now. When, when they are able to figure out whether it's through testing um, or, or, I mean, a vaccine obviously is, is the end-all wish. But, I mean, if, 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 they're, if they are able to come up with some sort of a test where we everyone can get tested and then we realize actually there's a massive percentage of people that have have had it right. or do have it, and then we realize that the death rate is is much much less than we we thought it was. While this is still this hideous, horrible thing, then maybe we then realize okay, it isn't it isn't as as drastically impacting us as it seemed, 
And if that's the case, then people kind of shrug and go, okay, well, maybe there is sort of this herd immunity, whatever. And I'm just thinking out loud here. And I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying when somebody's able to tell me that that is the case or isn't, and we have some vaccine or some medicine that's treating this, you know, then I think ideally, hopefully we go back to something that, that approximates what the world was in, you know, whatever, whatever month it was when, when things felt like they weren't this. But um, I don't know, man, if they, it, it feels a long way off, which is not, uh, you know, I do look for the positive. It's just difficult to sell it at the moment. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, last thing I'm going to do with you, I, I mentioned it earlier, I'm going to ask you for your five favorite masters ever. Do you want to do you want to go back and forth with this, or do you want to just roll your five out? Well, yeah, are we are we ping ponging back? Are you going to give me yours? Yeah, yeah, I got my five written down. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll start. I mean, I, how do we? Uh, you t- it's you're the sh- you're you're the show host. What do you want to do? We can ping pong. I'll rip yeah, my yeah. five, and you rip your five. I, let's let's ping pong. I'll let you start. I'll let you throw one out there. If you have, if I have it on my list, I'll mention it as well. Ninety-seven for me is the is 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 my favorite because it's it's the first one, and it and it changed the course of the golf and. Uh, my life because I hitched my wagon to the guy, so to speak. Um, so, I mean, 97, you know, what it represented, it wasn't just golf. It was, you know, societal, it was historical. It was all those things. It was the hundred year flood. And, um, you know, that to me is, I can't top it. And, and I mean, I could come up for reasons why there's others, but to me, there's no need to be cute. 97 is my favorite one. Yeah, and this is your this is your list. I, I feel like right yeah, now exactly. there's, there's a lot of lists being made because there's nothing else to talk about. 
And people come mm-hmm. at you. You know, Max Home and I started a separate podcast than this one that we do once a week. And people are so mad at our lists. And they always yell at us about, how do you not have the 32 NCAA tournament in there? And like, well, I'm, I'm 36 years old, man. I mean, I unfortunately wasn't around watching those highlights. You know, this is... They didn't have is, one then either, which would have made it hard to it, do. It would, have been, it would have been even harder. That's right. Yeah, so my my number hard. my number one, you know, we haven't said eighty six yet, and I'm not going to say it for my number one because I'm being truthful to the process. My favorite Masters ever was 04. I was a left handed golfer from East Texas. Phil was my guy. I looked up to him. I wanted to be like Phil Mickelson. I even I even sent a resume to the ASU golf coach when I was a junior in high school. Phil was my dude. 04, number one for me. Okay, well that's on my list, but it's lower on my list and. Um... But two for me uh, is 19 and two. And the reason 19 is two for me is because one for me is 97. And, and if you told me that the 21 year old guy who laid waste to humanity <laughs> would be at 43 with a bald spot, a fused back and on the other side of a scandal of his own creation would have been this remarkable underdog story that would create the loudest cheers I've ever heard at a golf course. If you'd have told me that that would have been possible, I would have told you you're out of your mind and whatever it was that you were smoking, uh, I would like a gross of it <laughs> for my own personal recreation. So, you know, the sounds I heard that day, Shane, like tiger, tiger, tiger. I watched the, that Nance call, which by the way, he didn't do anything other than stop talking, but he was smart enough because he's Jim Nance to not talk for like four minutes. Like that's goosebumps, man. That's absolute goosebumps, and him and him with Sam and him with Charlie, uh, the best. That's why he did it. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted the, his kids to see him be the guy that they had heard about, and they got to. And so, nineteen and nineteen is very close to two, to ninety seven, but it's number two for me. So number two for me is eighty six. Now I was three years old at the time, so obviously I wasn't watching it live. But I think it's probably mm-hmm. the most rewatched old sporting event I've ever had in my life of any sport. I mean, I've, I've watched it on TV. I have a DVR at the bottom of my DVR. My wife always yells at me to delete it. Now it's on YouTube. You can watch the final round. It is 86 Jack wild. Every shot was awesome. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, how do you, how, how can, how can it get better than that? Especially if you grew up a Jack person at all. I mean, if you were a fan of, of the bear. I mean, that was as good as it can get. And I feel like the finish is as good as it can get in golf with the way you did it. Um, this is a little sidebar. I watched the 2017 open a couple of days ago. I feel like the Jordan Spieth finish doesn't get enough credit. I, I don't think that people talk about the way he played after everything that happened on 13 went birdie Eagle, birdie, birdie part of finish. And he was losing. Yeah, he was he was six under for five holes, right? Like yeah, it was, it was. I think he was. I think he was. Was he five? He was five for four, five or six for, for five. Whatever the hell he was, it was a it was a joke. What he did, and everybody gets mad about like how long it took to find the ball. Blah blah blah. Like yeah, I'm with you. Like what he did, it was funny. We talked about that the other day at work because somebody mentioned speed and hit in the water on twelve. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, you know, when people want to talk about like. Oh, he won't be the same after that. I'm like, go look at what he did in the Open <laughs> Seven, on years Kuchu ago. Yeah. Great, Kuchu didn't do Kuchu didn't do one thing wrong, and he didn't win. Like it was nuts. Um, but all right, so eighty six is two for you. Eighty six is three for me for all the reasons you said. 
for me, it was watching with my pop. My dad was a Jack guy. You know, back in the day, you were either a Jack guy or an Arnie guy. My dad was a Jack guy. Uh, and I watched, uh, the final round of the masters with my dad. And, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about my dad. He hadn't been here in a long time. He passed away when I was young. So, um, uh, I I've gotten a chance through the years to, to, to know Jack a bit and talk to Jack and, and explain to him what that meant. And it, that's an incredible thing. Very few people will get that, that, that gift that I got to tell them how cool that was. Um, sidebar, um, the day Nicholas made the hole in one on the par three, he had, he came to interview um, on Sports Center with me, and I joked with him on the way out. I'm like, "Hey, you got any magic left in the bag, old boy?" And he's like, "Hey, how about a hole in one?" <laughs> and then he went out and he did it. And then I found out after the fact he had never had a hole in one at Augusta in anything, not in the competition, not in the practice round, not in the par three. But that day, I'm kind of needling Jack about, "Yeah, you got anything left in the bag?" And then he went out and made a hole in one in the par three that day. Yeah, I I feel like. You know, Tiger is, I think you and I are both in the same camp. The Tiger is the greatest golfer ever. I just feel like what he did for the run he had will never be matched again in this sport. It's just golf's not right. supposed to be dominated this way. It's too hard to be dominated this way. Mm-hmm. And everybody is too mm-hmm. good to, to beat all the time. But Jack's ability to do things like that. You know, you forget about 1998. He had a chance to win the oh, Masters no, had, in 98. Had, had birdie. He had a I had a birdie put on 16 to tie for the lead. He didn't make it, but he had a putt. He had a putt to tie. For the he was lead. 58 or 59 years old, I, and he yeah, isn't yeah. the trivia that's that Jack and Tiger finished in the top 10. It's it's in the same event in 1998. It's just it's wild, but I just feel like those things. Jack saying, "Oh, why don't I go make a hole in one?" Or why don't I show you how to hit the putt when he did that exhibition and he makes the 80 footer? I feel like he's right. just always been able to do that. And I'm not sure I believe in magic, but when those things happen. I'm more convinced that magic is a real thing. Yeah, there's just certain people that have that gift, you know, that 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 there's an ability that they know they possess. And I mean, we none of us will know what that feels like cuz we obviously don't, and that's what makes it that's what makes it rare. So, that's 3 for me. 3 for you. I'm going to go 2011. I just uh I just remember it a lot. It's uh it's uh, you know, Shortsell wins it, Birdies his last four holes, talk about a finish, but there was all these guys that had a chance to win. Jason Day was there. Adam Scott was there. Of course, Adam Scott gets his Masters a couple years later. But I feel like in terms of excitement and nobody knowing what the hell was going to happen or who the hell was going to win it, that one was so much fun to watch from start to finish. You know, every Masters, when you rewatch it a couple years later, five years later, ten years later, there are great moments that you forgot about. 2011 Completely. has 400 of those in it. Well, Adam Scott had the lead on the 16th hole, I want to say. I believe he birdied the 16th hole and parred in, did nothing wrong, and still lost. That that's If you have the lead on 16 and you birdie, you're going to win. And he didn't because of what Schwartzel did. So uh, that's, that's a great one. It didn't make my list, but that's a great, a great point of things you forget. Um, four for me is, is already on your list, and that's Phil – the great call from Jim Nance. Is it his time? Yes. The the moment with Bones, the, the the patrons all fists in the air. And people speaking of what you forget, like he hadn't won a major, and you know certainly that 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 had gotten plenty of play to that point. But there was like this suggestion he was incapable of it, which was ridiculous. And of course, since then he's got a pile of them. Um, but you know that as a singular moment. To, to to grab it, that putt for me, that 2004 is four on my list. 
It's a good one. I've got a, I've got a, just a hat tip to people that yell at us about stuff just because it would have been a lot of fun to be there. 54 Hogan and Sneed in a playoff would have been pretty awesome. I would have been, you know, when you're talking about history, that's, uh, Oh my God. I mean, I would have, I would have, I would have parked my chair on 16 early. I wouldn't have run. I wouldn't have run, but I would have done some no, massive you speed walk walking. Briskly. Brisk walking, not, not, it's like a, I always, I always call it the world's largest pool deck. There is no running. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm just going to go 54 because again, when you look at the names and I always say the names, you know, they're all caps because they're, you know, everybody's legacy grows as they get older and, and, and move on to another life. That is one that just in terms of entertainment and the top two guys and all that 54 would have been a lot. It would have been very, very cool to have been a part of that masters. Well, I limited it to the ones that I had. I'm lucky enough to have some kind of uh, recollection of, and I, I wanted to close with one that I felt like probably wouldn't make a lot of people's lists, but it remains as good a finish as we have seen. And that is, you alluded to it earlier, actually 2013, go back and look at the people that were involved. Tiger finished top five. <laughs> Jason day was in the mix on Cabrera. Uh, well, first of all, Adam Scott birdies 18. Come on, come on, you Aussie, looking for his first major. He birdies 18. Cabrera just misses a birdie on 17. All right, I'm talking just misses. Go back and look at the video. He, it, it goes over the lip. Now he needs birdie on 18. It's raining. He pipes a drive and absolutely stuffs his approach. He starts walking after it the second after the ball leaves the club face. He's walking and talking the whole way. It's his son's on the back. So awesome. Huh? His son was on the bag too, right? That's exactly right. Exactly right. And and he and he's just like walking after it because he just staked it, makes birdie. We're running out of light. Doesn't matter because Adam Scott's getting ready to bust one down 10. And he makes a gorgeous birdie on 10 in the playoffs to win. And it's like that iconic shot in the darkness with the rain where he's kind of golf Jesus and he's standing there and he's jumping. Uh, if you remember the shot from behind Adam Yo, Scott. so good. the light. And here's the reason, here's what I want you to think about, about Angel Cabrera. <laughs> He's a fascinating case study because he didn't play tons and tons of great golf. All right. I mean, I mean, he's, you know, he's a, a really good player, obviously, but he's got a combination. All right. You're going to, if you're going to win two majors and you're going to win the U.S. Open, you're going to win the Masters and you're going to win it at Oakmont and, and you're going to win Augusta, obviously, then that means you are in the company of two men, Jack Nicholas and Ben Hogan who won U.S. Opens at Oakmont <laughs> and the Masters. Wow. And he won, it, he won it at Oakmont. Go back and look what he did. Tiger was chasing him. Furyk was chasing him. He had the lead on 17. He has a cigarette. He chucks it down on the ground, old school style. <laughs> it's an absolute bomb off the tee. Hits his approach on the green, makes his putt, get, makes his par, gets out of dodge. And like everybody was crumbling because Oakmont makes you crumble. And he didn't blink, man. And that dude, like... I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I'm not you can say anything. Like, there's a line in a movie snatch about there's two types of balls in this world. <laughs> big, brave balls. Okay. Cabrera's got big, brave balls. Yes, he does. And he showed them to you at Oakmont and the masters. So he's on the list of Hogan, uh, Hogan, um, Nicholas and Cabrera. And that's who Scott beat that day with a putt on the eight. 10 pole in a playoff. That's why 2013 is my fifth on the list. And, and, and it might be, the most photogenic 
final hour ever. I mean, you talked about the picture with the green jacket and his arms are raised out. We'll, we'll tweet that out when the podcast comes out for people to see if you, you forgot about it. But the fist pump, Adam Scott's bicep looked like he just does curls like two and a half hours a day, every day. Arms were huge. He's obviously this really strapping, good-looking Australian. And you said it, the guy, not a great putter over his career, made two unreal putts and the Cabrera iron in there that was like, ah, I got it, no big deal, I'm fine. Uh, Cabrera also on 18. Remember the the one he won where he was 150 yards in the trees and he punched out, hit a tree, kicked into the fairway? That is one of the worst rewatchable masters if you have any fondness for Kenny Perry because, my goodness, bogey 17 Yeah, that was, that's pretty gross, man. That's pretty gross. And that's, that's you know, that, that's what history will will forget if you don't have the kind of encyclopedic, uh, encyclopedic recall. You're like, you just remember Cabrera won. Well, you don't. I mean, Kenny Perry was supposed to win that, and he didn't. Supposed to win it. My last one, 95, Crenshaw, second Masters, wins it, Pennock, the week after, all that. Hadn't won in a year. Uh, the reaction on 18, hands in his head. I, I'm, uh, I'm a romantic at heart. It was one of those moments that aren't supposed to happen in sports. You're not supposed to yeah. have things written that way. And the fact that it was pinned for Ben Crenshaw, and he wins the Masters, you know, after, you know, one of his best friends passes away the week before. I just... Again, I, I I was moved, even though I was a young kid, and I and I love going back and kind of following that one again. Plus, anytime you get a chance to watch Ben Crenshaw putt for four and a half hours, you should probably do it because it's uh, it's pretty silky. It is that, and that's a great. I mean, that's a great one. But the beauty the beauty of, of, of any Masters list is that is that each each person's list would reflect his or her own, you know, personal recollections. So that's that's what makes you know. I think that's what makes remembering this event more than any other. So, uh, so worthwhile because it's, you know, it's, it takes you back to that place. And, and I think if you like the game, if you love the game and you know, it's a place you love going back in your mind, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate it. I, I held you a little longer than I told you I would. So thanks for breaking all that down. That last thing I, I just wanted to ask, how long was the brainstorming session before you came up with SV pod as your new podcast name? <laughs> well, it, it, like a lot of things with us, somebody said, "What should we call it?" I'm like, "Well, my initials are SVP, right?" And like, yeah, I'm like, just put OD after that. I'm like, it can't be SVP OD. That doesn't have a very good connotation. So let me just call it SV Pod. And then after the fact, somebody suggested it should have been called SVP Has Pod. Um, I, w- whatever. I, I like I like the simplicity of the way you went with it. Well, I mean, it's uh, it, and it's as as we're you know, I I hope illustrating here. It's it's a very it's a fun format for people that are, you know, get on the like like we had Justin Thomas last week. Just get on the phone and chit or whatever, and just catch up. You know, fill in the blanks on things. Particularly now, because God knows we're we're all in search of something to uh, to to fill the moments until we can get back to it. I'm just I'm bummed that I don't get to see you in person. Um, I, I always enjoy pros and pads and i'm hopeful that i get to see you guys do your thing uh i don't yeah. know if it's going to be uh i don't think it's going to be uh certainly june and uh at wingfoot i don't see how that's possible but i i hope that they can sort it out somewhere i've heard rumors of west coast stuff but i mean uh, whatever what everybody will figure it out i hope i just hope we get some, some major championship golf somewhere down the road yeah sports are sports when they return i i feel like we're going to be big fans of maybe even bigger than we were before i i, I get a sense that we're going to be uh we're going to be pouncing that is the thing i i keep telling my buddies i just miss knowing that at 8 p.m when i'm on the couch i can watch a raptors game or i can watch 
you know, a, a, a tennis match happening somewhere else in the world, or I can wake up early on Friday and know the European tour is going to be played for the, for the 45 minutes that I'm up feeding my son. You know, those are the things. Right. Give me some, give me some Smurf at European <laughs> open, man. Like, give me anything, right? It's, they, they are, they are our greatest connector. I mean, look, you're in it. I'm in it. So, I mean, we're, we're sports, whatever. I'm, I started to say apologist. There's nothing to apologize for, but this is how we make our living. But I don't think there's any doubt. And if there, if there had been any doubt that this time is proving it, that, that what, what people turn to when things are sideways is sports always have. They're the greatest unifier we have in, in absent sports right now. I feel like that's what makes people so feel so kind of lost, you know, like you're right. Like at eight o'clock, there's not, you know, there's not a, a, a whatever, a, a Knicks game. There's not a Lakers game late night. Or if you're out on the West coast on your time, whatever prime time, I mean, Everybody knows what I'm talking about here. Just absent those things, those 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 mile markers, right? I'm supposed to be at Augusta, so are you, and we're not. Um, it just kind of leaves us all trying to figure it out. And I mean, in the meantime, I guess we're just those. We just all need to try to do do what we're supposed to do. Stay away from each other. Try to you know try to knock this thing down so that we got something. It feels like what we used to know on the other side of it. You know what I mean? I just, that's what I keep coming back to. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and you know what? I, I haven't felt, I haven't felt scared or nervous throughout this more than I did when you begged for a Knicks game. That's not, when it's, when we get to that point, you know, things are yeah. dire. Hey, I just want to watch yeah. the Knicks play basketball. You're like, man, things are, this is not a good situation. Scott, I appreciate the time. Thanks as always. I know it's a bummer that we don't get matched this week, but thanks for just chatting about it a little bit. I, I think people enjoy it. I look forward to these uh, conversations with you, and uh, let's hope next time it's face to face somewhere, somewhere uh, on or, uh, or or close to the grounds of Augusta National. Stay well until uh, we see each other. All right, brother. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
A big thanks to Scott Van Pelt for joining. Big thanks to you for listening. Just a final reminder, wash your hands, stay safe, follow all of the rules that you're being told to follow. I know following rules isn't something we love to do as Americans, but just do it. Do it for somebody else. Do it for a parent or an uncle or an aunt or yourself or your kids, whatever. Just be smart, be selfless, and send a text to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. That's my new thing. I've been doing that now is every day I'll text a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a few months. Hey, how you doing? Thinking of you. How you guys holding up? What's new? And I'm just trying to reach out to people because I talk to the same people all the time. It's my wife and my kid and my dog. One of those isn't even a person. It's just a dog. But I will say Harlow, great conversationalist. Love chatting with Harlow about stuff. Send a text. Call your parents. Call your loved ones. Stay safe. We'll be back later this week with another Clubhouse podcast. The Clubhouse with Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.